Oh, just so, so pleased for the players. They've put in a lot of work and been smacked around as a, as a footy club the last last couple of years. So, you know, to win, win on the road against a, a really good side and they, they came at us really hard in the, in the second half and we just continue to continue to hold up. And then, you know, at really important stages, they get some momentum and we just managed to get forward and just kick a really important goal just to stem the flow. They, I'm not sure if they ever kicked three goals in a row for the game. Well, North Melbourne is two from two to open the Alistair Clarkson era. The second of them, a thrilling one-point triumph over Fremantle in the West. And this man pulled the strings beautifully at Optus Stadium with an equal game-high 22 kicks. The former skipper, Jack Zebel is with us. Jack, welcome to Sports Day. Thanks for having me, guys. Now, can we just go straight to the final moment, if if we may? Uh, the ball gets kicked out of bounds. Almost a double celebration from you guys. And then when you're nervous there just for a wee moment that perhaps the umpires were going to maybe either reverse or change their decision. I mean, what was your mindset there in those frantic final 30 seconds or so? Pretty bizarre time, to be honest, to finish a game. You have a, uh, a very tight contest on the line and um, you kick the ball out towards the boundary line and the siren goes and instantly you start celebrating with your teammates. And then all of a sudden <laughs> you hear a bit of noise from the crowd and um, a few people frantically running around, not quite sure what's happening. And um, we looked over, and I think Lukey McDonald ran over quickly to the umpire yeah. to assess where they were at. And uh, they got the all clear that the, the game was called. Um, and just quickly, personally, I think the, the, the siren actually went just, just before the ball went out. So uh, it was a good decision, and we uh, got to celebrate again. It's funny because uh, Brad Johnson showed the vision, and uh, you guys all were celebrating well after the ball went over the, uh, go, over the line. So confusion reigned on Saturday night. It did, but um, yeah, I, I suppose it was a very, very tight finish of the game. It was a pretty mm. good game um, throughout the night, and um, Freya came really hard late, and um, I was just super proud of the boys' effort to be able to just hold on in a tight one, and we did that again um, the week before, so um, probably in the last few years, we, we probably would have dropped those two games, so the guys have learned a few lessons, no doubt, in those times, and, and obviously having a, a coach of the calibre of Alistair Clarkson involved um, helps in those tight games as well. Jack, as a senior player, what's been the most important thing that Clarko has brought across to your football club? Um, probably a couple of things, Hodgie. Um, the first one is stability. Um, Clarko obviously comes with a full resume and um, he's been there and done done that in terms of winning AFL flags. He knows what it takes. Um, so for us as a, as a relatively young group, inexperienced group who, who probably haven't had too much success over the last probably two, three, four years, um, for him to come across um, from the start of summer and start talking about silverware straight off the bat is probably something that we're, as a group, haven't been used to over the last few years. Um, so for him to come on board, bring um, some quality individuals uh, on the staffing side of things as well with Toddy Viney and um, Hodge, as you know, Cam Matthews as well, and um, obviously Brett Ratton uh, from the Saints, uh, big Damien Monkhurst as well, all from Hawthorne and Gibbo as well, having down back. Um, it's brought that sense of stability at our footy club. And I think that's something we really needed um, this year going forward. And I think it's going to be a really important piece for our footy club over the next five to 10 to 15 years. Yourself personally, this is the third year that you've uh, been playing across down back. Are you starting to feel comfortable mixing it down there because your last two games uh, looks like you're very comfortable in, in that back line. Yeah, no, it's been great. I mean, Clarko has probably brought a bit of a defensive change to the way we've played the previous years. Um, the last couple of years was probably a little bit more one-on-one focused and, and this year we're playing a bit more of a system-based defense, which I think suits all of our individuals um, really, really nicely. And, and, and the last couple of weeks, I think we've held um, West Coast and Ferro sort of under that 80-point margin, which is which is a pretty good effort considering how many goals we were leaking last year. And 
um, individually, I'm, I'm loving the opportunity to play in that system and, and play my role well and, and also help support my other defenders, which has been good fun so far. And nice to get in the coaches' votes. Uh, you picked up one there, but the bloke at the top, Luke Davies Uniaki, he's gone 10 and 10. So it's a great start of the year for him. It is. I mean, LDU's no doubt um, got a lot of talent and he's had that his whole way through his junior career and into the AFL. And um, you should see how hard this guy's been working over the last two or three years on his game at the club, um, at training. He's probably our best trainer. Um, he performs well week in, week out. And I think he started getting some rewards for, for effort towards the back end of last season with his form. Um, but to see the way he started this year is, is a credit to him because mm. um, these things don't just happen because um, mm. a lot of work goes into this sort of stuff. And, and LD has been working on his game for the better part of probably four or five years, to be fair. And um, he's got some unbelievable attributes. So I think it's going to hold himself in very, very high esteem um, in, in the rankings of players in the competition for the next five to 10 years. Jack, have you run out of superlatives or have you got any left for Harry Sheasel? I mean, two of the best uh, opening two games you're likely to see. And I, I wanted to take you to a moment, coaches actually. Coaches' votes. Uh, coaches' votes, of course. Uh, Helter Skelter <laughs> last couple of minutes, of course. But there's a moment 30 seconds left in this game against Fremantle where he positions himself on the goal line and he has, A, the desperation, but B, the nous not to concede the rush behind in the moment. I mean, the kid has got a, a pretty remarkable, mature head on his shoulders, it would seem. Does he ever? I was uh, I was standing about a meter from that, and I wasn't sure. I was, I was thinking I was telling him to rush to behind me because I wasn't aware of the scoreboard. So he was one aware of the scoreboard, two aware of the time, and three had the ability to keep that ball from going over the goal line in his second game of AFL mm. footy. It's a remarkable effort. But what I love about Harry is his his attitude. Um, he's one of the most driven young players I've seen coming to the AFL, and wants to succeed straight away. But he's got no um, individual, um, you know, sort of want to succeed for himself, he puts the team ahead of everything, if that makes sense. Probably a bad way of explaining that, but he's got a really, really strong team mindset, and um, he hasn't played too much defence in his junior career, but his ability to get down there and learn in the last six weeks his role of half-back, um, uh, yeah, he uses the ball well, and he's found plenty of it in his first two weeks, but if you watch him closely in his defensive efforts, he's putting a lot of effort in on that side of the ball too, so um, he's going to be a very, very, very handy player, um, but we're, we're not too worried about you know, how many times he touches the ball. It's more about how he plays our system. And right now, he's doing a fantastic job doing that. And um, he's getting some reward as well, which is great for him to start his career. Jack, you've got about three more hours to celebrate that victory because uh, then the focus goes straight down to Tasmania. Uh, it's a big grudge match uh, and Hodgie reckons you're going to lose. So uh, this is uh, going to be very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, the celebrating the win finished on Sunday night for us. Unfortunately, this game moves very, very quickly. Um, and as all you guys know, the, the opposition come really quickly as well. So it's a big game um, this week, and every week's a big game in the AFL, but there's, um, there's probably a little bit more attached to this week, um, considering the, the situation of both clubs, and uh, we're really looking forward to getting down to Launceston and, and um, giving ourselves an opportunity to learn and, and grow again um, against the Hawthorne team that we will be pretty keen to bounce back from last weekend. I can tell you, Clarko does make you move on very quickly. We had about three weeks, to, two weeks to celebrate a premiership before we so had to start <laughs> thinking about the next season, but Going back onto your young guys, I know this is probably about your third or fourth year into the the rebuild from uh, obviously other coaches, but first with Clarko. With with Wardlaw, I've heard so much. I've seen a little mm. bit of vision from him. He's another one who, in that build, it's just you're, you're getting a lot of good young kids. How far away do you reckon he is before he gets a, a senior game? And, and how, has he impressed you so far this year? Yeah, Georgie boy, he's, um, he's an elite talent coming through. And um, unfortunately, we haven't seen too much of him to this point. He um, he came off the back of last year, his top eight year in the junior 
during your ranks, I think he had two or three hamstring issues and played a handful of games and still managed to get picked at, I think, number four we took him this year. So um, it's a testament to his junior career and, and how high the, the, the recruiters rated him. But he played his first game on the weekend um, in the VFL. I think he played three and a half quarters and got through really well. And um, he's, he's an absolute maniac around the ball with his pressure and his intent and his physicality and his contested ball winning ability. So... Um, I think he'll probably be a few more weeks getting his um, his game load up before um, he gets a crack at the AFL level. But I would would love to see him. I think we'll definitely see him in this um, early part of the season. We can't wait to show him off to the North fans as well because he's going to be some sort of player, I think. Brett has just texted through, and uh, I've always been a fan of uh, Nick Larkin. He says Nick has mm-hmm. kicked 10 goals straight this year and starting to stand up and lead the team. He, he does look as if he's put the foundations in for a brilliant year. He has. Um, big Larks has had a big summer and um, to be honest, he's been probably our focal point for the last two years um, in a forward line that probably hasn't had too many opportunities, uh, mm. to be fair, over the last couple of years. And he still managed to kick 40 plus goals, I think, the last couple of years. So it shows you the, the, the quality of player that Larks is. And um, again, he started well this year and that's because he's put a lot of hard work in over this summer to, to work his craft and his patterns and his one-on-one abilities. He's a strong key position player and he's going to lead our forward line of the future very, very well, I think. So there's another one to be excited. Um, by, by for the North fans out there. How did Goldie deal with being left out last week? No doubt difficult. Um, I think he played 110 games in a row, I think, and he's been a pillar for our footy club for a very, very long period of time. And um, yeah, He was no doubt disappointed to to be left out, but what the most pleasing thing about that situation was is his attitude that he went back with to the VFL was first class, and he absolutely dominated that game. And um, unfortunately... Uh, for big Tristan Jerry um, breaking his ankle and, and a few bones in his leg, um, left the, the door ajar for Goldie to come back. Mm. And I thought he did an outstanding job, as we all probably knew he would, um, slotting straight back into our into our side over in the West on the weekend. As a leader, how do you handle the, the situation with Taron Thomas? Are you speaking with him? And how's the club, at, or as the senior players, how are they with all everything that's going on? Yeah, Taz is obviously going through a bit of a tough time at the moment. And, um, the footy club is is doing what they can to support him and, and the players also. Um, there's probably not too much we can really comment uh, much more about that, Hodge, only because um, I think the AFL uh, Integrity Unit is still investigating, but um, would love to be able to you know get Taron back to the footy club at some point. Um, but we'll, we'll see how that all unfolds in the future. Jack, just all that aside, just as far as your club is concerned, I mean, they released a statement saying that they were, well, less than thrilled, I guess, with Taron's application to the programs that the club has put in place for him to apply himself towards. I mean, as a senior player at the club, are you disappointed that he hasn't quite been able to apply himself in the correct manner as far as that's concerned? Yeah, yeah, probably. But again, um, there's probably not too much I can really comment on the, on this situation, given the fact that the, the people who are involved and, We've got full trust in, in the club and the, the programs they're put in place and the judgment on this situation as well. So um, the playing group, um, senior players and leadership group um, have the full trust in, in the board and, and all the people making the decisions um, around the situation with Taz. And um, that's that's what we have to do at the moment. Fair enough. It's a, it is a difficult one for, for the club and the AFL to navigate. Just before we let you go, though, Jack, obviously Josh Simkin unfortunately won't be playing. Um, they've given the club has chosen to accept that one match suspension for that strike. Have you, you got a name for us or a, I guess a collection of names as, as who might be coming in? Uh, there's probably a few guys that played in the VFL on the weekend that, that is um, putting their hand up, no doubt. There's probably another guy who was a travel over, travel over travelling emergency, sorry, and Will Phillips who's probably going to put mm. his hand up first and foremost. Um, he's a talented player. He's had a great summer. He's probably a bit unlucky not to play the first couple of games in the starting 22. So, I uh, wouldn't be surprised if he came in or another guy who's going really well at VFL level is Charlie Lazaro. Is that sort of 
uh, mid forward, uh, rotating mid type. So um, I'd assume one of those two, but it's a great problem for us to have finally. It's a bit of selection headaches and a bit of depth at BFL and guys performing really well, um, which we haven't had too much of over the last couple of years at North. Safe travels, Jack. We wish you well for round three. The season beyond, of course, been a magnificent start to the season for, for North Melbourne. So we appreciate your insights and, and, and your time this evening. Thanks for, much. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks very much. There he is, Jack Zebel, the former skipper.